0: This month we've been watching everything from Shakespeare to chicken fucking and wallowing in the cinematic cesspit that is trauma. Hi, you're listening to episode 59 of the Devil Times Five Horror Podcast. I'm Cliff and presumably feeling just as lobosomised as me after what we've been watching this month. I'm joined <laughs> by Bryony, Luke and Emily. How are hey. your heads? Are you? hey. No complaints. Hey. No complaints. So That's good. Fun. Uh, And our previously billed guest, Sam Ashurst, is unable to join us on account of unexpectedly moving to America and getting (laughs) caught up this week in all manner of Thanksgiving festivities. Uh, But taking his place is the brilliant stand-up comedy sketch writer and Troma fan, William Stone. Hello. Hello, how's it going? I'm all right, thank you. So is Troma fan Correct. Mm, kind of yeah. um, i think <laughs> i thought
1: i was before re-watching these
0: yeah, um, i mean no spoilers but we could probably do with a fan on board for this episode i don't know uh, i don't know. Uh, maybe maybe some of you liked them
2: i used to be a fan of them i even went to um prince Charles cinema when they did a whole trauma day one time and showed five <laughs> films
0: i mean it's tough enough watching two in a row <laughs> yeah, but, but anyway yeah. we'll get on to that later uh but first uh we'll see what our highs and lows of other horror viewing have been over the last few weeks. Brian, you weren't here last time. I wasn't. So let's start with you. Um uh it's going to be American
3: horror story. Sorry. No, so <laughs> <laughs> I know you you laugh at my like of this, but it's just it's become fan fiction of itself at this point. I fucking love it. Um I'm quite behind at it, so I watched the, the 1984 one where it's essentially just you know, homage to all that. And it was enjoyable. It was really stupid. Like, really stupid. Did I enjoy it? I don't think I did. Oh, I don't know anymore. It kind of makes sense at the end, but it's just its the same with every series, isn't it? It's like, it starts off quite solid, it's got some nice references in there, and then it just goes completely bananas. Um, I can't figure out if this is your high or your
0: low. I can't figure
3: (laughs) out either, to be honest. (laughs) I've had quite a shit month. I've just sort of watched all of that because I had COVID last week. So I was just like, great, I can watch everything. Um, <laughs> and then I watched uh, The Haunting. Not the, the telly show, though, the really shit film with um, Liam Neeson in it. Oh,
1: oh yeah, yeah, from yeah, the early yeah, yeah. 2000s. Yeah, yeah, with
3: the, the, the haunting of, of CGI. It's um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's my highlight, actually, because it is terrible.
2: Mm. Is that Owen Wilson but, as well? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, he gets his head knocked off and Catherine Zeta-Jones. He does an amazing bit of overacting when he bumps into someone in a corridor and he's all like, yeah. Oh, well, God!
4: Oh. God!
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
4: Oh, you got to be careful. Yeah, are
1: you alright?
0: I'm
1: sorry.
0: Oh, no, 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 You just don't jump out.
1: Are you alright?
4: Uh, yeah, no, no, no.
1: Oh. What's with uh, what? the glove?
0: What? Oh, no, no, I just, I couldn't
2: sleep. I was just... Insomnia. Yeah. What's with... Oh, yeah. yeah, you got to be careful, because I...
1: I wasn't, I was
0: just...
2: Uh, no, I know, I'm shy, I just... Oh.
0: 28 full <laughs> seconds of <laughs> <laughs> him overreacting to bumping into someone in the corridor. Fucking hell.
2: Luke. Um My high is... uh I didn't expect this to be. I saw the low rating on IMDb. Well, it was 5.2. Um, Slumber Party Massacre remake. I'm not a fan of the original... The mm. Samba Party massacre, but this remake, um, it flips the whole idea on its head of like the whole sexualising, but instead it does it to the men this time. So there's men having pillow fights in the film, uh, men having As showers. Yes, we did uh, well we do have showers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well I mean I mean it's it's, Man, it's like, having showers. Full on nudity of them in the in the shower instead of like how it was in the original. And it's it's weird, it's a TV movie, but it actually gets quite gory. It starts in nineteen ninety four and then sets it in present day. Um, of people going back to the cabin to go after the driller killer man. Um, and it's just really fun. I didn't expect it to be that cool. fun, but it it was.
0: I'm going to catch out at the Soho Horror Festival this weekend. I think it's the closing film. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this goes to show the uh, high, high production values of the Soho Horror Festival, it that a TV works. movie that's already out <laughs> is the closing film, but never mind.
2: Surprisingly, the production value of it is very good. It doesn't look like a TV movie. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's fun. Um and then my low is the new paranormal activity, next of kin. Um mm. yeah, they brought it back paranormal activity after five years. Um and it's people going and visiting oh, why have I forgotten people that don't have any technology.
1: Oh Ipswich. It- <laughs> 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 so they go and visit
2: um a group of so this woman <laughs> finds her family that turned out to be an Amish family, but then it's pretty much a cult instead. Um, it has all the same things that all the other activity films did of jump scares. This time they add music to the film. Um, what um, kind that's...
0: of music is it? Itsy bitsy teeny weeny Lolo poca Dot Bikini by nice. Don ballerina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's just
2: random drone shots where they put music at the top, and then for the jump scares, there's a scream that happens at one point, but it's just someone bumps into a scarecrow and a scream happens there's no one around that would have done the scream
5: was there a person in scarecrow in a sort of league of gentlemen style is that what <laughs> that, was, yeah.
2: that would have made the film better but um <laughs> but yeah it doesn't really have any connections to the original films um and then just has an ending where they just ran out of ideas but then didn't know what to do so they just threw a load of ideas together of people being set on fire and random things um, it felt like they'd watched *Midsummer*, *The Wicker Man*, and then thought, "Oh, we can try and add that into this film," um, and it's just not a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, they're rubbish those films, apart from the marked ones, which is the best.
2: <laughs> what the one where the Simon? Yep. Game Simon. Gets, yeah, gets the possessed, possessed Simon. Yep,
0: yep. The best one. <laughs> easily. It's, it's the best one. Anyone who doesn't think a possessed Simon is scary is soul. <laughs> To took me a
3: while to remember that Simon was a little game and not a person.
0: Uh, <laughs>
3: Just, what's your favourite genre of film? Possess Simon.
0: <laughs> well, they did Possess Toby's earlier in the series, didn't they? What's that? That's the name of the little boy, isn't it? <laughs> okay.
3: I've not seen it. I've not seen it. I don't think I've seen any paranormal
5: actors.
2: Yeah, then there's Invisible Werewolf Man that you yeah. don't see for any of the films. And you see his feet in... The final film.
5: Well, there's a werewolf that's invisible.
0: I mean, saves on special effects. <laughs> well, <laughs> <Emily's> yeah.
2: <laughs> but then it's not until Power Activity 6, the ghost, ghost dimension. Ghost dimension. 3 You see their feet. Their feet are just <laughs> in the Oh, it's wow. Just some, it's just some hairy feet and that is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Emily. <laughs> um,
5: I've got two highs and um, the probably most predictable highs that I could ever possibly have. Uh, First one speaking of hairy feet segue um, I watched um, an American werewolf in London at the Prince Charles it's still cracking it's great to see it on the big screen I think it's the older film that I've seen in the cinema the most times and um, went on Friday night did not disappoint and yeah we've talked about how ace that film is on here many many times Um,
0: and we don't rightly know sir. (laughs) <laughs> he's my favourite I, I,
5: I, I love him yeah I don't write you know, and then when he knocks all the stuff over it's, it's yeah. just I, it's just the weird sort of, the juxtaposition of all these like really really good British character actors and like you can see how good Brian Glover is he's just got this stillness and this presence and he was always uh, quite an intimidating uh, force even when he was playing the, um, the man getting humiliated in an episode of Bottom um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah always love that film always good to watch it again um, and my other high, um, with a couple of caveats, is um, Last Night in Soho, the Edgar Wright film. <sighs> Banger. I absolutely loved it, but I also found it incredibly infuriating. I love the setting and the costumes, the cinematography, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It felt a little bit like the story was a bit underdone. And as I found with sort of Edgar Wright's films in the past, it feels a little bit like, not that I've ever made a film or written a film script, but it feels a little bit like they filmed it a couple of drafts too early. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't quite tie up. Um, and weirdly for a film that's kind of focused on female characters, I know as a female uh, co-writer, the female characters aren't particularly fleshed out, especially. And you, the the whole attitude it has towards um, sex workers is a bit weird. I said to my friend on the way out there, how come they were in Soho in the 60s and they showed Soho now and there was no gay people anywhere? but there was loads that I loved about it. So um, I probably will watch it again. And I wanted the jallowy bits to be more jallow as well. We could have done with being a little bit more mad, just kind of turning up the mad, just a couple of
1: degrees.
0: Well, I am. I'll try not to call you that all night. (laughs)
1: Um, I think my highlight, it's not strictly a horror, but I rewatched American movie, which is a documentary about horror filmmakers Um. And it's just it's just one of my favourite films anyway. But I hadn't watched it in ages, so I just gave it a rewatch. Uh, and it's just Coven,
0: isn't it? The film they're making in it. Yeah. So he, he's making Is a. They film call it called Coven.
1: Coven. Yeah. He pronounces Coven. it Coven. Uh, and there's an English actor in it who's constantly corrected him that it's it's pronounced Coven. <laughs> yeah. And so there's, there's these two guys that are kind of like burnouts, really, and they're just really into horror, and they're they're making a really low budget horror film. Um, some sort of dodgy things in it because he's kind of basically like rinsing his very ill old uncle for money all the way through the film that's kind of how he's financing it there seems to be a lot of love between them but it is a bit you know hmm, what's going on there but um, I've never actually seen the film that they made because you can like see the film uh, yeah. I've never got around to it I kind of don't want to because I love the documentary so much
0: I've got the DVD I have a feeling the coven is on the DVD and I didn't actually manage to get all the way through it because it was so bad yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> and my my low is probably I I cannot even remember what it was called. It's one of the nun ones. It's it was like a newish horror film about a scary nun, and it was really bad. It was just all jump scares. Was it called the Nun? It might have been. I can't remember.
2: Does she have orange eyes in it? And is it set in olden times?
0: No, it's set in the present.
2: Um, I,
1: I didn't
0: really take it in. You might have guessed that, but like. <laughs> Is it one of those? Um, they're on display in HMV, and they're called like the Scary Nun, and they're obviously <laughs> made to cash in on the Country Universe ones.
2: They've made a few of those ones. One yeah. of them's called the Naughty Nun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you
0: sure that
5: isn't a seventies British comedy? Or <laughs> well, that could be an Italian film that's a bit like a seventies British comedy, but with more death,
0: more death. Mm. Yeah, no, Bryony, What would that one be called? <laughs> None of
3: your
1: business
0: way <laughs> blue nun <laughs> <laughs> no none of your business would definitely star in mary millington and Barry. yeah it Evans. was that bad
1: i don't really remember what happened it was just all based around jump scares and there wasn't much story and i, I just that doesn't do it for me so <laughs> i think it might have been the conjuring
0: i can't remember
2: <laughs> the nun appears in the conjuring 2 yeah maybe um, that's it then. but briefly briefly that's set in the uk in 1970
0: have you seen um, matthew Hayton? Um, the comedian. Oh, yeah. he, he does these amazing um, video edits for, on Twitter. But he's, he's done one that is that nun scene from The Conjuring 2 but instead of the nun, it's Mr. Blobby. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I've good. not seen that one
1: but I love his stuff. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's so awesome.
0: Right, my high is Bull. Uh, the new thing from uh, Paul Andrew Williams starring Neil Maskell doing his um, you know calm, vicious gangster thing. He's He's a bloke, He's uh wants to take revenge, he goes around cutting people all up, and he's amazing. <laughs> he's so calm while he does it. Uh, if you ever saw Neil Maskell in Utopia, it's very much along those lines. He's oh, so I good. love him. He's so good at it. It's brilliant. It's just so violent and awesome. And my low is... <sighs> right. Okay, I mentioned yeah. the Soho Horror Festival already. The reason I watch this is because the sequel's playing on Saturday night. Carousel about a (laughs) Uh, merry-go-round pony that goes mad, goes to a party, kills everyone at the party. But the problem is, the most of it is just this basically a sitcom about a load of cunts at a party. They're awful. Everyone in it is terrible. But it's the sort of writing where, you know, the height of comedy is people running around going, TIDDIES!
5: We watched a load of films this month that were either explicitly or implicitly a load of Americans running around going, Titties!
2: So <laughs> You missed out the best part about Carousel, that someone has sex with the carousel horse. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? It doesn't make any sense, that film. No, probably they're showing the second film at that festival. I know. I need to see and, how bad and, that is, and
0: it, and it's ninety minutes. At least the original's only like seventy odd.
2: Yeah,
0: oh, I might skip out earlier that night because I don't know if I can put myself through another hour and a half of carousel.
5: Is it a puppet or is it someone dressed <laughs> no, up as a horse? No, it's, it's just a, a horse. It's, it's, not it's, not <laughs> it's not even animated.
0: It's not even. It's
5: just for fuck's sake. sake, static.
0: Just a static. Is it? We we
5: found this thing in in an antique shop and
0: thought, I know. Yeah. Basically,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's just a carousel horse that's pissed off and, like, the whole opening is a kid putting their sticky hands on the carousel horse and he's like, I've had enough of this. Yeah. So he gets <laughs> j- gets off the carousel and goes around attacking people. Yeah. I'm
3: just... You know that bit in Mary Poppins when the, the carousel... <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking like about picture. that. It is like Central that, yeah. carousel.
0: Surely
5: <laughs> it wouldn't get to go that far because the one in Mary Poppins is on the pole, so it kind of, like, digs itself into the ground the more
0: it bounces, so... Yeah. yeah. No, it is a bit like that. Um... <laughs> It was crowdfunded. And I don't think um, any film should be crowdfunded because <laughs> if you can't get proper <laughs> producers' money, then your idea is obviously shit. Fuck off. And on their crowdfunding, you know, the spiel they do to get people to... One of the things they say is, we're not going to try and make anything original or great. We just want to be entertaining. It's like, fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> they like made out it was going to be like this really amazing horror film. Anyone who put money into that should... Claim their money back because half of it is just an awful comedy about cunts at a party. Oh, oh, it pissed me off that film. Something chronic, it's terrible. Anyway, that brings us nicely onto what I can only describe as more of the same. <laughs> However, before we get into the really toxic, uh, we're going to start with the Troma classic with our first feature, which is ironically enough, The Toxic Avenger, directed in 1984 by the studio's founders, Michael Hurt and Lloyd Kaufman.
4: Meet little Melvin. He's a 90 pound weakling. Everyone hated Melvin.
2: I'm going to take this mop and shove it down your throat.
4: They teased him.
2: I am going to do it with you. Okay.
4: They taunted him. They tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste. Transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength, Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. The Toxic Avenger can bend steel with his bare hands, leap small cars in a single bound, he crushes drug pushers. For incredible explosive action, you must see the Toxic Avenger.
0: Well, the trailer says it all really. A seven-stone weekly and becomes a seven-foot crime-fighting monster thanks to an accident with some toxic waste. Uh, William, let's start with you because if you're a Troma fan, maybe, then presumably you're a Toxie fan. <laughs> I
1: thought I was because when I was. You're, they did like an animated version of The Toxic Crusader, didn't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what Troma was um, as a kid. And
0: I, I watched. A Hang on, bit, um, did they show the Toxic Avenger cartoon here? I think so.
5: Yeah, The Toxic really? Crusaders, yeah. it was
0: called. Yeah. I
5: really liked it.
0: What kind of broadcast did that get on children's telly, or it was totally quite different?
1: Yeah, it was just <laughs> like a children's action cartoon, not dissimilar to like teenage mutant ninja turtles, if I remember rightly. But it's been a long time since I watched it.
5: It was it was a Saturday morning thing, I think.
1: Yeah, really. It was yeah. very
5: wacky. It what didn't have anything kind of offensive in it. it. Was just there were loads of other monsters as well, and it was all just kind of brightly yeah. coloured and a bit neon and.
1: And they did like you could get like the toys of them and stuff. They were really cool yeah when I was probably a bit too young, I watched a bit of i don't know which trauma film it was, but it was one where someone gets sucked into a escalator and like bursts that's terra firma is it right yeah uh and it scarred me a bit i think um <laughs> i not and i I thought, oh, this is like that similar to that cartoon thing I watched apparently um and it wasn't um <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you like mess with childhood memories, it's really sort of weird. It freaks
0: you out. And it just, it made me feel sort of ill. Are you saying that watching the actual Toxic Avenger has ruined your childhood? Like, say, yeah, like Rolf Harris being banged up has ruined Emily's stylophone. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly
1: what I was going to say. Word for word. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Emily loves
0: her stylophone.
1: It's not even mine. It's my flatmate's. And I think I think I watched a bunch of them when I was at university, but like, I don't really remember. I'm really good at remembering films, but I think it was one of those, like, we'd watch it after we'd been out or something.
2: Mm. So, like,
1: it just hasn't stayed in my head. But I thought
0: I was a fan. I don't <laughs> think I watched any of these films while pissed up late at night. I think I watched them all during the day, so maybe that was the mistake I made. But, yeah, um, yeah. Are you saying they go in one eye and out the other? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Luke, you used to be a drama fan, <laughs> so...
2: um, yeah. I did use to it's dated quite badly this film though. Yeah. Like but when it's the fight scenes, when there's all the gore going on, it's a lot of fun. Um, there's some really silly dubbing, like how the Toxic Avengers speaks, yeah. and there's the most ridiculous dubbing when they're having the um the fight in the fast food restaurant. That's just over the man mm. that's doing like trying to do like spin kicks and that and they've done the most silliest dubbing over the top. And I really like it for those things. Um I think this is the one trauma film that tries to be the least edgy like with its um humor and stuff
0: yeah it's before lloyd kaufman's fallen down the the hole of thinking that everything would be improved with loads of fart noises
2: so yeah i think that's just one of the more fun ones like some of these i've watched and i've been like this is draining me and i'm just (laughs) not having fun with this but this one i can i can have fun with it even if there is some few dated things about it it's still a fun time and just a very silly film
3: oh i love it it's just so stupid i've watched this for the first time a couple of years back and i was like this is the dumbest
0: thing i've ever seen i hope you've recalibrated since uh watching a few more trauma films
3: <laughs> <laughs> i had a really good time and like i i did kind of do my usual i'll watch these all in two days um yeah. and i did struggle yeah. with, like one or two of them but for the most part i thought these were all really fun <laughs> oh okay yeah I didn't think
2: this was going to happen. Someone didn't watch Tales from the Crapper or Anuckham Taylor. No, I didn't watch <laughs> Tales from the Crapper.
3: The point. But no, I mean, yeah, even just like the, the Toxic Avengers Boy that fucking crap me up. Like, And just the overacting and the bullies. Like, I love the bullies so much. Did you watch them with Jack? No, I watched them all by myself, but Jack did oh. it to introduce me to Troma.
0: Yeah, um, I was just wondering if, um, like, part of the problem is that I watched all these on my own and <laughs> maybe during the day not pissed. <laughs> I no, know. I
3: watched these like over the course of two or three days, not pissed. Had a great time.
0: Mm, okay, I'm surprised. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I'm very surprised. So
3: confused. No, these these are good films. I think. I don't know. I might it's be. Bro- ah, hang on. No, I had COVID. I lost my taste, didn't I? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Um, like, there
5: you go yeah i quite like it it's got a kind of a weird sweetness to it in a way and it kind of works quite well as a superhero origin story it's ridiculous there is the, the joke with his voice which is awesome but what's quite strange is that the voice changes so there's like a couple of scenes where he's he's like beating the shit out of people and then he's like oh excuse me ma'am and then you've got the one where, where he's fighting the um drug dealers who are all a little bit crap in the alleyway was that guy, is he called Cigar or something like that?
2: Cigar Face. Oh, cigar, cigar
5: Face, face yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what they did there. Um, yeah, so cig- <laughs> uh, really worryingly, I've only just got that. Um, I'm very old. I, I,
0: I, I still don't get it.
5: Scarface. Face. Cigar Face. Oh,
0: yeah, okay. Yeah, fine.
5: <laughs> um, but gotcha. Toxie's got a different voice in that scene when he's beating them up. He's all like, hey, I'm going to get you guys. It's odd, but it's kind of won me over a bit, this film. When I first saw it, I was a little bit kind of sceptical,
0: but yes it's fun it's fine i've seen it a couple of times before this is the first time i've ever seen it uncut the most memorable screening i ever saw it was shown on itv (laughs) in this strand called toxic tv which i think only have one episode it was presented by dominic diamond um they showed the whole film but with him popping up in a little box in the corner of the screen making little comments throughout the film but for the goriest bits they put a great big caption over the top to hide it saying too toxic by half so this is the first time i've ever seen the famous weightlifting head splatter which is a pretty good scene so yeah it's good with the gore um uh, i didn't mind it at all uh apart from you know the comedy is terrible the comedy is terrible the gore is good i, I remember dominic diamond when um rl ryan i think he's, he's the mayor isn't he when he's asked to capture Toxie rather than kill him and he goes capture my ass And Dominic Diamond popped up and goes, "You'd need a bastard big cage," which I thought was Wasn't Dominic
5: Diamond Scottish? Why does he sound like Brian Glover?
2: (laughs) You'd need a bastard big cage. That's Scottish. Is that? That was was Anton Deck. You just did Anton (laughs) Deck.
0: You You'd need a bastard big cage. (laughs) You just You just went more Deck. Yeah. Yeah. You'd need a bastard big cage. (laughs) That's Yeah, right, That was
2: yeah. That, and, <laughs> a bit of bike, a bit of bike grove there.
0: Bike <laughs> <Yeah>. grove. <laughs> yeah, you 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 <laughs> got oh, you're a kid. <laughs> I like the splattered head, the the bit with the bicycle kid getting run over. I mean, did you ever play Carmageddon too?
1: Yeah, Guerranger. Oh no, wait, that was in uh, GTA, was not it? Um, but yes, um, I, I do. I remember Carmageddon. Yeah, that was that was. They changed that, didn't they, for a while, to not have, yeah, to have green blood because it was too graphic or something.
0: Yeah, I had to put the patch on my copy of it so that it would come <laughs> out red. Um, that sounded wrong. But um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's coming out red? Oh, no. <laughs> it was coming <laughs> out green. Patches.
0: Red Coming out red was the next best thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what they can do with medical patches these days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, the effects by Jennifer Aspinall. Do you remember that name, Jennifer Aspinall? She went on to do Street Trash. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: that. Yeah, that, that make, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it does yeah. make
0: sense. I never knew that. Yeah. I thought the
1: effects when he was changing into Toxie were actually quite good. I don't know yeah, right? yeah. what you thought, but I, I actually felt for him.
2: <laughs> the one in the bathtub the body horror of that where his like whole arm is yeah. bulging I mean, it's, up it's, 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 it's
0: no American Werewolf but it's basic bladder yeah. effects isn't it but mm. it's, uh, it's very good it's they good do have
5: a bladder effect trauma, but they're
0: definitely used effectively in um, in this one yeah it's alright I mean there's worse to come <laughs> So moving on, when people think of Troma, a lot of the time they'll think of amazing titles, such as A Nymphoid Barbarian in Dinosaur Hell, Sorority Babes at the Slimeball Ballarama, Stuff Stephanie in the Incinerator, Surf Nazis Must Die, and Fat Guy Goes Nutsoid. But none of those were actually made by Troma only acquired and distributed by them so we're steering clear of films like that and focusing on the movies made by lloyd kaufman michael hertz and their team except for mother's day which while technically not a drama film was produced in 1980 by kaufman directed by his brother charlie and has elements which i think it's fair to say influence lloyd's future writing and direction would you agree this one felt like a film yeah, yes. it, it kind of felt like two films smushed
5: together. There was this sort of like your standard kind of drama thing with the women who go to college and like they've got this gang and will they still be friends when they're adults? And then it just turned, its full on splattery
0: trauma as well. It's quite an interesting combo. Is there any toxic waste in it? No toxic waste whatsoever. Uh, it's not set in Tromaville, set in the forest. It's not a trauma film, but you know, it's, it's definitely a uh, seminal. If that's not the, the wrong word to <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> influence on what what was to come, if that's again not the wrong word, yeah, you, you can kind
5: of see um, you can see elements of the sort of very very broad satire that you get in like later trauma stuff. There's the the whole bit at the beginning where they're all the, the hippies who are meant to be all peace and love, but actually they're trying to rob the old lady and. One of the hippie, the hippie woman looks like Lady Gaga, like really looks like mm. her. She was kind of a bit Yeah, she really does.
3: She really, really
5: does. Maybe it's her mum.
0: Do you remember when Dan Martin was on the podcast and uh, he was talking about, he loved him, story of Ricky, the overconfident use of puppets. Uh, yes. There's that bit where the, the guy's about to get his head chopped off and you just see the puppet head for a good yeah. two seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, something's happening to that head. <laughs> because that ain't no actor. I like it. So, you know, the guys that played Ike and Adley, they both use pseudonyms, but the guy who plays Ike, his real name is Fred Coffin, which you'd say is the greatest <laughs> horror name. That is the, the most really goth name, name. Yeah. ever.
5: That's, a, that's incredible.
0: Well, maybe not Fred, but certainly Coffin. Well, not Freddy, you know. <laughs> Fred. Fred. <laughs> Fred the goth. <laughs> <laughs> you
5: never see any goths called Ian. No. They're probably all called Ian. They just change their name to like Onyx
0: or something. Uh, (laughs) the pseudonym of Michael McCleary who's playing Adley is Billy Ray McQuaid any relation Emily uh well am am I
5: related to a name that isn't real um
1: (laughs) are you you real real? Emily this is the real question
5: (laughs) I I often ask myself that same question it's interesting that he because I did look that up I was like is that he's I gathered the guy was like from a sort of Irish Bostonian background I think but it's entirely possible there are McQuaids kind of all over the world and it's quite boring um we get about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not me personally, but <laughs> <laughs> ignore the graffiti. Um.
1: That's a story for your McQuaid podcast, really, isn't it? I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. McQuaid gets about.
5: <laughs> this is genuinely true. And I actually meant to send this to one of my cousins because I've got a few of are Facebook friends. The Facebook algorithm was trying to sell me a t shirt that said, it's a McQuaid thing you wouldn't understand. Right Oh
0: I've seen those (laughs) Well I didn't understand So you know It's not one of those T-shirts that goes like It's a McQuaid thing You wouldn't understand She is my daughter I love her (laughs) I'll protect her With all my guns And anyone who comes Near her is dead But treat her with respect All this on one T-shirt Because she was born In August Yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I love those T-shirts Targeted T-shirts Are my favourite T-shirts I really want one Yeah Yeah Like to wear around the house not like outside where people can see me
5: i'd be tempted Uh. to order one just to see how many words they could actually fit on there (laughs) (laughs) i like the ones that
3: always end up with like yes she bought me the shirt and it's like "Ah." i have a crazy wife who was born in august don't underestimate her because she prays daily and shoots (laughs) pigeons (laughs) (laughs) she's a little bit crazy and she swears yes she bought me this shirt this is what
0: happens when Americans who run around parties going titties are 20 years
5: older isn't it it would be easier (laughs) to just put titties on the front of a t-shirt wouldn't it
0: that's when they're in their 30s oh okay (laughs) what do you think of mother's day though
3: (laughs) (laughs) i really liked mother's day i was a bit sad about one of the girls i think she deserved a better ending you saw her like leaving her house her boyfriend has just been crashing in and he doesn't work and she's like a bit of a pushover and Mm. i was like oh and then she dies and it's like oh
0: she deserved better she did yeah Woman. I can't decide what this film is trying to be. Is it trying to be disturbing or or surreal or what? Is it supposed to be a comedy? Is it supposed to be... The closest thing I could compare it to is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4 in that it's so weird and it doesn't seem to know what it's doing that it ends up unnerving.
2: I felt more like Last House on the Left because I always thought that film had no idea what it was doing. Mm. That had the comedy moments to it. When the horrible things are happening, it has the exact same tone as that, but when it's the comedy things, it's very on the same wavelength as that.
0: Good call, yeah, that's very true.
5: It's got some really weird tonal shifts in it, yeah. It's kind mm. of like a patchwork. of. I said two different films, it's probably more than like six.
0: I'd love to watch it at midnight sometime because I think that's where it probably belongs. I think all of these films
5: I just thought, ideally I should have been watching these 20 years ago at two o'clock in the morning after mm. two cans of Strongbow and quite a lot of weed, and then it probably would have been more fun. Uh, in
0: 1988, Hertz and Kaufman directed their most ambitious project to date, a spoof of low-budget action movies called Troma's War. This is the one that I struggled the most because I just found it a bit
3: boring. Mm. I mean, no humour in Troma films are subtle, but it was just a bit like, here's the joke, here's the joke again, here's the joke again, and in case you missed it, here it is again. By the way, this is the joke. <laughs> again.
5: Mm. Yeah, it's it's quite badly paced, and yeah, it is quite boring. I found it quite boring as well. Um, and it does feel a little bit like... But it's it's not as fun as this, fun as this. But it's, it feels a little bit like a group of adults have got together and made up a story in the way that small children would.
0: Yeah, mm. so it'd be like,
5: yeah, there's there's a bad man and he's got a pig's nose and then it blows up and then that blows up and then <laughs> then they all kiss each other and then yeah.
1: There was one gag that I quite liked where they wanted the the Jewish guy and he was like clearly a Catholic priest and they, they were insisting that he was Jewish and then he was like, I'm not Jewish, I'm not Jewish, and then they punch him and he goes, Oy vey! I thought that was that
0: was like a good gag I thought but um that was it <laughs> I think the funniest bit in it is the end credit that says that the hovercraft were provided by a company called scat hovercraft which I don't think was even a joke I think that's genuinely the name of the hovercraft company. but it, 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 I But mean, I dread to think what what it must have been like being downwind of one of them were they jazz hovercraft was it jazz hovercraft because of scat singing
5: Oh, Emily. Sorry, we were thinking about poop. Isn't that the
3: tagline for this podcast?
1: We were thinking thinking about about
3: poop. poop. (laughs) I think we talk about jizz more than poop actually. Like when it comes up as a subject.
1: Ah, jizz, poop. You know, tomato, tomato,
0: (laughs) tomato, tomato, jizz, poop. But you know, (laughs) (laughs) if you've got poop coming out your cock, then you want to get that looked (laughs) up. As long as it's not green, it's all right. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) To 1996 now, and Troma's unlikely Shakespeare adaptation, Tromeo and Juliet, uh, which seems to be surprisingly well-regarded looking at reviews on Letterboxd. How? Yeah, I couldn't stand it.
5: I really liked this when I first saw it, and then on the rewatch it was a little bit tiresome.
1: Is this the one that Elton John
0: made with gnomes? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it might have been made by gnomes. I thought it was better than Bass Lerman's to be honest. Right, here's the thing, right? I, am, I, I haven't seen Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, nor indeed any version of Romeo and Juliet, nor have I read it. So I was a bit lost during this because I don't <laughs> really know anything about Romeo and Juliet. Presumably they made it to sort of steal a march on the Baz Luhrmann film, but then released it several months before. So probably a lot of the audience wouldn't have known what they were getting at either. It's quite well known as a story, isn't it? Two teenagers full of love and die.
1: I'll admit I had heard of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that basic bit. But then there's all these various plot points along the way that, you know, I was like, what the fuck is going on? They use um, dialogue from
5: the play in places, but only where it it kind of suits them.
3: My favourite bit is uh, Parting is Such Sweet Sorrow. It sucks!
5: Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was great. Well, this is written by James Gunn, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, well, he was. I think he was one of the writers. I I really yeah. like the bit where the policeman gets angry and he's moaning about the the fighting and he's like, "There's been heads bouncing off cars while families from Long Island are trying to sing the Peanut Song." <laughs> yeah. I mean that scene. That scene was good. That scene is very good.
0: What was it? Found a peanut. Found a peanut. I'm a peanut. Would, it's not a song I've heard of before, but apparently it's a thing. It <laughs> is a thing. That's what Americans sing around parties when they're in their tens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the
5: version that i knew of the found a peanut song had different lyrics which is controversial
0: yeah and what was it oh was it like you can't it say just
5: it? no it's no it's just that as in i thought the version that i knew was the definitive one but apparently not because i was talking to my mate and i was like you know tromeo and juliet why do they get the peanut song wrong and he's like they don't that's how it goes
0: how did you think it
5: went i thought it went found a peanut yesterday
0: and it's actually
5: well in in the film it's found a peanut just now but the actual <gasps> original, the version that I remember from, from school involves somebody finding a peanut and then over the course of many, many repetitive verses they find out that it's toxic, they die, they go to heaven and then they find a peanut and it's cyclical. If they found the peanut just now, that doesn't work.
0: Well, that puts pay to anyone who says there weren't <laughs> peanut allergies 30 years ago. Mm. <clears throat> but then maybe my peanut allergy <laughs> is because I've never heard this song as a child. Oh, ah, right. I was not exposed to enough found a peanut. Therefore... <laughs> I am now allergic to Peanuts. It's literally the first time I've ever heard this song in my life watching this film.
5: You've not heard the Peanuts song? Um, no. I've not heard it either, no. Wow. I feel like we've spent too much time focusing on Peanuts. We have, yeah. And yeah. it's also, it's got Lemmy from Motorhead doing the prologue um, in the days before. He looked like Les Dawson dressed as Lemmy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he really did. Poor guy
2: i didn't have fun with it i like james gunn's writing but it just felt a bit overlong as well i definitely Long, think it? it could have been um shorter the
0: other bit i liked was where tromeo's declaring his love to juliet with shakespearean dialogue or shakespeare's dialogue while taking a noisy dump i mean that was quite <laughs> funny
2: and you were the one moaning about fart jokes earlier on.
0: This is character development. You'll, you'll see how my attitude to fart jokes changes over the course of this episode <laughs> as we watch more and more of these trauma films. <laughs> no, actually, let's get on to where the fart jokes get good because, in my opinion, Lloyd Kaufman didn't manage to really suss out where his strength as a director lie until 1999's Terra Firma, which, along with 2007's Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead, I think are the best two trauma productions. I really enjoy these two. Yeah. Especially Poultry Geist. But let's talk about Terra Firma first.
3: Terra Firma I enjoyed, I think because it just reminded me of, of those sort of nineties films that were just really over the top. Like um like Freaked. It really reminded yeah. me, it had the same sort of tone as Freaked. But it just felt
0: a bit too long. Well it's almost two hours. Yeah. But I'm impressed by what Kaufman managed to do because it's so chaotic and yet very compelling. It feels like it's a load of shit and yet it's good. It's funny all the way through. There are there are dodgy bits that are a bit shit, you know. But yeah, you know, quite early on you've got that urinal scene where the guy the guy just... You get distracted, he just ends up pissing over everyone else in the toilet. It's yeah. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> There's a the scene where the serial killer stretches someone's cock right to the other end of the room, twangs mm. it back. It's good. Um, I liked it. I thought it was mad and well-controlled chaos and madness.
2: All the practical effects are really good right from the start yeah. of the person getting their leg ripped off. and It's just ridiculous. Uh, film. But it's, yeah, it's definitely one of Troma's better ones.
0: And Lemmy pops up again, isn't it? Who does he? Oh, and Ron Jeremy playing a rapist. What a stretch for him. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God, that's H.I. Like milk, hasn't it? Yeah. And then there's *Poultrygeist* from 2007, Night of the Chicken Which Dead. I mean, this is great. This is way better than any film called Poltergeist, Night of the Chicken Dead deserves to be. <laughs> I, I, said, I got a dodgy download of it because I thought it would be absolute shit. And before the end, I'd ordered the Blu-ray. I loved it. <laughs> I think this was the funniest one.
5: I just like the completely aside from all the kind of like schlocky, chaotic, horrible stuff that goes on. I just like the, there's one really, really stupid joke where the colonel's was like, get out the front. We don't know what the customers are doing in the store. And then it cuts to all the customers just doing a really stupid dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really nice, silly little joke. But um, I'm glad I've finally seen this because many, many years ago when this first came out, the trailer was doing the rounds online and I put this on in the flat that I used to live in. And my flatmate at the time watched it with me and she was absolutely traumatised by the trailer. And she was like, I can't believe you may watch that. I can't eat chicken. And she lasted it for about six weeks without eating any chicken. <laughs> so I was like, I wanted to see this film and just kind of go, oh, how disgusting is the actual movie? And I've watched a load of the other trauma films by that point, And I was like,
0: yeah, uh, that's, a, that's all right. It is the most disgusting one. but Oh, yeah. But it's all done in like such sort of good, bad taste.
5: Yeah, I guess so. What I didn't like though was there was a bit of an edge lordy undercurrent to some of the humour just the and it feels very kind of early 2000 South Park because oh aren't we outrageous no we're just offending everybody it's fine
0: yeah it's very racist and sexist and homophobic and the lot and ableist and and it's
5: not even like they're I mean not that would excuse it but it's not even like those things are jokes it's literally just like that person can't see yeah um (laughs) it's a little bit like I don't know if you saw um Alistair Beckett King does his various videos online he did a Mr Blobby Mm -hmm. one as well though in in his case it was Mr Blobby in um, Blade Runner and that was that was brilliant but (laughs) He did um, a piss taker. It was called Generic Cartoon Show. It was a piss taker family guy. So it had the kind of flat animation style and it had just animated characters going, what if a cartoon said pedophile? Um, (laughs) And that is a little bit like what the the humour's like in um, in Poultry Guys. It's like, what if we said lesbian? What if this guy was wearing a nappy? But I have had the theme song stuck in my head since I watched
0: it. Um, On the other hand, you get acclaimed British comedy films like Pride, where most of the jokes are what if an old woman said lesbian so you
2: know. yeah i will not have any bad talk about pride okay really <laughs> it's a wonderful film <laughs> <laughs> i cried in the cinema
5: did you <laughs> i did cry at the final scene i
2: can't tell if you're being serious or not <laughs> I, I i enjoyed it it's it's a it's a very nice film it's
0: fine it's
2: fine i, I, I mean, genuinely
5: it's... cried in that final scene where everybody marches in solidarity
0: I mean, it's it's fine, but...
2: Cliff's just upset that Pride didn't have any fart jokes. That's what he's upset about. (laughs) Does it
0: not? Seems like the sort of film that would have. (laughs) I don't remember a fart joke. It seems like the sort of film where Jim Broadbent would do a fart. (laughs) I can't remember if Jim Broadbent's even in it, but it seems like the sort of film that Jim Broadbent would be in. He's
5: not, no. No, but I, I just like that as a separate category of British film, the sort of film where Jim Broadbent would do a farce. It's
2: just Which a cameo you're... that he does in film in British films. <laughs>
0: uh, along similar lines, that scene with Jared shitting himself to death. Oh, Fucking God. hell. Fucking hell! Nobody needs to see. Was this in Pride or? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In poultry, guys. Nobody needs to see a close up of shit coming out of an anus. Oh no! Mm, But (laughs) you don't need to. But you know. (laughs) But the result of that toilet, right? I've got to tell you. Back when uh, about fifteen years ago, at work there was someone, and I don't think everyone. ever found out who left the toilet in that kind of state after sort of lunchtime every single day there was shit all over the seat all up the walls all up the back of the the lid oh, i was disgusting man and i mean these people were medical students or medical doctors or professors <laughs> or so someone someone <laughs> in the medical profession was shitting all over everything <laughs> the whole cubicle on a daily basis oh, no. and well, A, obviously thought it was safe to leave it like that, and B, never got themselves checked out. Um, I, I don't know what came of it. I left before... Um... <laughs>
2: before they found out it was you. And then yes. <laughs> <just stopped> <laughs> <opening>. <laughs>
0: I walked into that, obviously. <laughs> as I did into that cubicle way too many times, it was so repulsive. Anyway, um... There's a zombie outbreak in the, in the middle or towards the end or whatever. It's fucking brain dead level of gore, that. It's so yeah. Weird. The scenes of extreme
2: gory madness are very, very well done. Especially the man that has eggs come out of his nipples. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then the chickens come out of the eggs.
5: That's like we've got a mad Hieronymus Bosch painting. It's completely bonkers. I'm sure that's exactly what they were inspired by as well. the garden of Our earthly delights but with more racism tits and chickens that's that's what we were going
0: for that's what it was missing yeah that guy who gets the broom handle stuck up his ass and it comes out his cock and then he walks around like with the broom handle erection for the rest of the
5: film oh man oh it's when there's a fight later and like he's there's like fencing where he's using that yeah
0: Yeah. it's so good i mean i thought i was just not going to get on with any of these films because the humor is so bad so pathetic and then it's the one that really goes to like massive extremes and is the most offensive and the most horrible is the one i really enjoyed so i don't know what that says about me but it probably doesn't reflect well
5: also they reuse the giant rubber cock reveal um only with a with a chicken uh, which was originally in Romeo and juliet there's that dream sequence where there's like She imagines having sex with a man who's got this giant penis with a face Mm. and there's a giant penis with a chicken face in uh, Poltergeist.
0: I hope this doesn't mean I have to get Tromio and Juliet on Blu-ray to go with my Poltergeist Blu-ray so that I get that (laughs) joke. Because I don't want to watch Tromio and Juliet again, ever.
5: No, no, no. It's just the fact that they both got a rubber cock in. That's that's it. That's all I was pointing out. (laughs) Haven't we all, Emily? Haven't we all? (laughs) Not all the time.
0: Uh, In between Terra Firma and Poltergeist, Troma had the none-too-bright idea of handing over $200,000 to a bunch of what I can only assume were filmmakers with expensive drug habits, with the intention that they'd make some short films for the website. But the results were unusable, apart from the fact that Lloyd Kaufman did use them as the basis for a DVD called Tales from the Crapper.
2: It just drained me. This is not, not a fun watch. And it's just no. Lloyd Kaufman at the start being like, oh, I hate Hollywood. And it's like trying to be very edgy and then has a softcore porn scene out of nowhere
0: yeah they've taken this footage that they were sent by these really shit filmmakers and tried to do something with them like adding extra scenes to try and make sense of it um it's terrible and it just gets worse as it goes on and there's so many fart sound effects over it and it's it's rubbish i mean they should never have bothered they should have just gone well that's two hundred thousand dollars wasted let's never let any of this see the
2: light of day i've realized with quite a few trauma films they do this whole thing that feels like You've missed out on an in-joke that the whole trauma crew have, Yeah, that they're just sort of making jokes to each other, and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, because mm. James Gunn just appears on screen having a conversation with Lloyd Kaufman, but it just feels like they've both been making jokes before filming that you have no idea of what's happening mm. on screen, and it just feels like it's almost like a, a trauma club that you're not part of when they're having these conversations.
0: So, uh, James Gunn, he got into trouble about some old tweets or something, didn't he? Oh, no, it was
2: just, it was, it was that he dressed up as a priest at a party, but the whole party was meant to be like pedophiles. So he was meant to be dressed up as a pedophile priest. And that was all it was like a costume that he did. And he got in trouble for that because they said being in those pictures, it would give him a bad image. He Um, made
5: Tromeo and Juliet, which has got a quite a funny pedophile priest joke in it.
2: Yeah, and then he was still allowed to go on and do Scooby Doo One and Two and um and then Scooby Guardians...
0: Scooby Doo One and Two <laughs> As the song goes.
2: And then and then Guardians of the Galaxy one and two where he in Guardians Guardians, 2, Guardians, 2, <laughs> Guardians, one and two. As it goes. My favorite my favourite thing about it though is he takes the ending of Scooby Doo two and uses the exact same ending in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Just so,
0: um, anyone seen Holiday on the Buses? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
2: yeah, sorry, I realise I've gone completely off of... We started completely talking about, we, I shouldn't have spoken about... we talk about James Gunn.
0: Um, no, 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 no. But in the last 10 years or so, Troma have teamed up with other film companies to co-produce movies with better production values than they've ever achieved on their own. Uh, we're talking about the Canadian co-production Father's Day and the Portuguese movie Mutant Blast. Uh, let's start with Father's Day from 2011. Yeah, I
5: wasn't really sure what to make of this. Some bits of it were like proper kind of disturbing and fucked up. I mean, the, it, the the production values are good. There's kind of like random stop motion for no reason. But this very much has the sense of someone else's in-joke that you're watching.
0: Yeah, it's made by Astron 6, who, who do a lot of retro style, ironic... Oh, they fucking annoy the shit out of me, to be honest.
2: I've only liked one of their films, and that was Um Manborg. But I get you with the whole... It feels like they have just had all all the lads have got together and Mm. written this joke that no one else is actually going to understand. There's some good moments to it, but I just really didn't understand half of what was going on.
0: The thing I hate about Astron Six's films the most is that they're clearly talented. If they only just took things more seriously, they'd make good films as like, you know, The Void which is kind of Astron 6 adjacent, is a great horror film.
2: Yeah, The Void is brilliant.
0: Yeah, because it's not trying to be funny and they're not funny guys. <laughs> really unfunny. But when they're like actually trying to do horror, I mean, the bit where... Oh, I right, Okay, so the character is called Fuck Man, which never stops being irritating. Mm. But the bit where he like knifes his own cock, oh, I actually like felt physical chills watching that. It like... Made my balls shrivel up, which, given how bored I was with the film by that point,
2: that's quite an impressive achievement. Had you not seen Necromantic before this?
0: Yeah, but that's. The
2: <laughs> cock effect in Necromantic is not realistic. It's pretty horrible still, though. A man stabbing himself in the balls and then coming blood.
0: Yeah, but it's clearly <laughs> a massive papier mache cock that doesn't look remotely real. <laughs> Whereas in Father's Day, it was, like, very realistic and horrible. Yeah,
5: the, the gnarly bits are, like, they do look quite quite real proper kind of like gnarly and grim and then you've got the um the scenes where they're in hell and then you've got like rubber devils etc
0: oh they always do that they like take things to a different dimension like where everything's really badly green screened and yeah they seem to love their really bad green screen they seem to think that's well, that's,
2: that's what the whole of Mamborg is yeah the whole of Mamborg is in front of a green screen
0: yeah and i don't really see the point
5: yeah it feels a little bit like they're spoofing stuff that doesn't really exist which Yeah.
0: Uh, Right, and then Mutant Blast from 2018. Wonderful.
5: Yeah, I bloody love this. This is my favourite one
0: I've watched this month. So good. I love the prawn. I love that he's (laughs) French. When it started, I had no idea the big finale was going to involve a lobster and a suit fighting a dolphin in jeans.
2: (laughs) That's (laughs) so (laughs) good.
3: (laughs) With a sword.
2: (laughs) With a samurai sword. It's just too perfect. When this first started, and I was like, okay, this has some good cinematography that whole opening when the big man big muscly man just Mm. fighting zombies and then at first i was like oh this just seems like a normal action movie and the next minute a man has a rat coming out of his hand (laughs) i was like what has just happened
5: when he's explaining something and the the rat's going "Uh uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh when he says inappropriate stuff to the um to the lady the the rat's got his little head in its paws (laughs) so good
2: (laughs) And then their mama comes along. Oh, God, I, that was I was like. How, how much further can this film go now with just this? And then we get a mutant duck, and I was like, "This is just, this is this is just perfect." Now
3: it's so obvious. It's him doing the. It's
2: just a hand puppet. It's we just have to like, make the fingers fall off first. Yeah, just
3: be, <laughs> yeah. It's it's another one where it's like it's chaos, but it's like it's really well done chaos,
0: and just really stupid, but presented so well. Anyway, now let's wind back to 1986 and the spiritual follow-up to the Toxic Avenger Our second feature is Class of Newcomb High, directed by Richard W. Haynes and Lloyd Kaufman.
4: Welcome to Tromaville High, an average American high school with one exception. It's located only one mile away from a nuclear power plant. They said it was 100% safe But they were wrong Welcome to the class of Nukem High. Yes, at Nukem High, anything can happen. And does. The class of Nukem High, where you'll learn the three R's reading, writing, and radiation. The class of Nukem High. Rated R.
0: A nuclear leak near Tromerville High School causes bodily mutations, super strength weed, monstrous pregnancies, and a little bit of toxic avenging.
1: This one of the ones I saw was had the most unjustified boobies, I would say. It was like, I don't mind a justified booby, but there was a lot of unjustified <laughs> boobies. It was like, it was very, well, titillation is very appropriate, but
0: like it was... I couldn't stay focused on it. Is that because of all the boobies? Maybe that's it, yeah. I can't believe you just made me say boobies. I'll be running around a party saying titties next. <laughs>
1: I thought um, Toxic Avenger was the better of the two. It was like they just thought, what was the grossest bits of that? And just let's lean into that maybe. But um, the baddies were a bit too ridiculous for me in that. I liked I liked a lot of the baddies in the first one, but this one they were kind of just a bit
0: too much. Something I really don't get on with with 80s films is these weird punky villains, yeah. thugs and street gangs that don't bear any relation to any real street thugs. You might say, can you imagine walking down London Road and seeing a bunch of people like that? Like, well, they're not going to beat me up, are they? They look like fannies. <laughs>
5: Never underestimate the power of a fanny. Um, well, I don't, but you know. Uh, the, the, I wondered if the ridiculous stuff that the punk kids are wearing was meant to be like a piss take or whether that's
1: it's- sort of what it felt like, like it was like oh look at how kids dress these days which felt yeah. like a weirdly oddly conservative attitude for you know what i mean mm.
5: yeah there's a bit of a kids these days in poultry geist as well but in a in a different kind of way look at them protesting and believing in stuff what's the fucking point of that mm.
0: um yeah it's yeah the thing is i think lloyd from is actually a lefty i think yeah. there's like you know things in um terra firma particularly that lead you to believe that but
5: well, poultry guys does have the anti-big business thing as well, the anti-corporate yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's a it's an interesting mix. But class of Newcom High, I, I quite enjoyed it for about twenty minutes and then just got quite bored.
0: Same. Mm. It's not very well written. Like, did you notice the nerdy character in the corridor, and they obviously had to write something intelligent for him to say, and so what they've written is the diameter is proportionate mm. to the radius. Yes, I mean. <laughs> everyone fucking knows that (laughs) it's literally twice the radius um and it spends a fucking long time on that scene trying to get uh warren and chrissy to smoke the joint Mm. like when that scene was over i was like oh fucking i'll get last it took five (laughs) minutes why yeah it's a mess it's not (laughs) a good mess by the end when the big monster turns up great can't argue with that limbs being locked off everywhere and all that kind of stuff but I just kept thinking how like this and like of Avengers just, just made me, I mean, I love Street Trash. I've always loved Street Trash. But it just made me appreciate Street Trash all mm. the more just because like, you know, that film has interesting characters, good casting, just better filmmaking, better music, better atmosphere, better everything. But it, otherwise it could like literally be set in Tromaville. I, I wish the people involved with Troma at this point had put more effort in and made something as good as Street Trash.
5: Yeah, there is a kind of a sense of almost you know, will, will this do kind of thing. And it doesn't even sort of have like the kind of early Peter Jackson thing where it's like, oh, I'm making a film with my mates and we're having a laugh. It doesn't even really feel like that. It just feels like, right, oh. we're going to make a film, even though we don't really know what we're doing. And
0: Yeah, it does look like it was an effort to make. Mm. It doesn't look like it was a lot of fun. Not like these later films like like Terra Firma and Poltergeist that do look like they were fun. Mm. They sort of just like, there's a bit more effort in than it's worth. <laughs>
2: yeah. I used to enjoy this film, but when I watched it this time, it's just incredibly dull. But there's a few fun moments, but it's just not the best that this could have been. Uh, mm. And then I, I still have never understood how they went on to make sequels to this and even made a new one a few years ago.
0: I wouldn't be untempted to watch the later sequels because, like I say, I think Orphan's filmmaking got better. Return to
2: Newcomb High is not better. It's a load of racist jokes and just, it's a really bad taste film. Like, I know Troma's meant to be that, but it seems like it's too horrible.
0: Yeah, why is it that Poltergeist works? (laughs) Even though all the jokes are really, really out of order. Why is it that Poltergeist is funny? And some others of these aren't, just like, they're just like, oh, shut up. i fucking give it a rest. I mean, I'm going to have to take a serious look in the mirror and figure out why I enjoyed Poultrygeist so much. It does have a sense
5: of chucking everything at the wall, uh, Poultrygeist, but it's to do with the chaotic elements of it, I think. You know, yeah. you were saying about how it's organised chaos. I don't know, maybe it was because of how many people were all the extras in the chicken suits, so yeah. just the mad set pieces. Maybe they had to take more time over it.
0: It's not even like I watched that one at midnight. I watched it on the train to work and back. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's,
2: not, that's not a film to watch on the train. <laughs> oh, I've watched a lot, a lot out on the train,
0: <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I really am. I never thought uh, going into this month I'd come out going, "Poultrygeist: Night of the Chicken Dead is one of the best films I've seen this year. <laughs> 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 but there you go. There you fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go from Nukem High to not very high scores, probably, as we play Scary Noises. <laughs> So, six pairs of scary noises to identify. Uh, one half of each pair will be from a trauma film. William, you're on team with Bryony. Cool, cool. You're versus Luke and Emily. Here's your first pair of scary noises.
2: They get up, they cart it back. It gets thawed out, wakes up. Probably not in the best of moods. I don't know what,
0: what you
4: disrespectful men been tossing his dirty drawers in the kitchen trash can, huh? But now I want my kitchen clean, alright? Prince!
5: Yeah, Emily. Is the music Father's Day? Nope.
0: Bollocks. you get the dialogue?
5: I don't know. I got excited because I thought I'd got I got one element of it right.
0: Usual. Luke?
2: <laughs> no, I thought poultry Geist, but
0: it's not, no. no. Uh, so, William and Bryony, can you get the music and dialogue?
2: They dig it up, they cart it back. It gets thawed out, wakes up. Probably not in the best of moods. I don't know <laughs> what a oh, am man You
0: disrespectful Been tossing his dirty drawers in the kitchen trash can.
4: Huh? But now I want my kitchen clean, all right? Germ-free. Now, how's this motherfucker wake up after thousands of years in the ice? And how can it look like a dog? I don't know. Oh.
3: Oh, uh, shit. Is it music Blast music?
1: Yep. It yes. is?
0: And is, and is the, the dialogue. Is it the thing? It is, yeah. Well yes. done. Yay. So that's a bonus point. You get three for that. Number two.
2: Hello, Detective Bosswood. I want to play a game. The three train is arriving in two minutes. It is up to you to de- The dialogue is spiral.
0: It is spiral from the Book of Saw.
2: Yep. And the music? Nukem High.
0: It wasn't, no. William and Bryony, can you get the music?
2: Hello, Detective Boswick. I want to play a game. The three train is arriving in two minutes. It is up to you to decide if this will be your final stop. You have taken the witness stand many times and reloaded innocent people with your lies, putting them away in jail.
1: Is it Trova's War?
0: Yeah, well done. Oh, You're good at this, William. (laughs) Number three, with a mortality rate rising here, and, and we're behind schedule. Oh, oh, I
1: got
3: a completion fund. <laughs> my my run out of music, and um, the music's Halloween. Run three. out of music? No, the, the music. The automaton's run out of battery, so I can't. Right. I don't have a noisemaker. Um, but the okay. music's from Halloween three. Yeah, no, it is. two, yes three, yes. Um, and I don't and know the, the dialogue. dialogue. Oh, I got too excited about Halloween. <laughs> you know, I love that song.
0: Yeah. Any, any guesses on the dialogue then? Mother's Day. No, uh, Luke and Emily. Can you get the dialogue?
5: With the mortality rate rising here and, and we're behind schedule, I got no completion bond. If I don't get this filled up, I'm, I'm gonna blow my fucking brains out. And besides, filling in for Christine would be a heck of a good educational experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i do it. Yeah, me too. Isn't this a sexy mix?
2: <laughs> well, uh, sort of, sort of. Is it Terra Firma? It is, yeah. Yeah,
5: I was going to guess that. They were talking mm-hmm. about movies.
0: Yep. Um, I can't believe we've never used Halloween 3 music on this before. <laughs> 59 shows in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we've definitely sung it.
0: <laughs> That's 5-2 so far at halfway stage. Is number four. 5-2 to William and Briony, that is.
4: Perhaps so not soon, would you miss me? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> would you just hear 48 hours ago? <laughs> and you're uh, back. And guess what? Another fat old man dead yeah, and Yeah, but this time
5: it's it's right. old man. The dialogue is from Father's Day Yep Music Something a bit synthy and a bit sinister, I don't know
4: no, I can't get it Okay,
0: Brian and William, can you get the music?
4: Back so soon, would you miss me? Yeah, I guess it's... so Would you just hear 48 hours ago? No. And you're uh, back, and guess what? Another fat old man dead Yeah, and Yeah, but this time It's your old man I didn't kill my fucking you. dad, it was last nice time you saw your father alive.
0: Last time that I talked to my dad. It's very difficult.
1: No, not stupid. No idea. Sounds sort of sixties.
0: Uh, no, it's the final conflict. Very difficult one. That. i in three. Uh, uh, All right, number five.
3: Ginny, schmuck, pussy fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're finished it? Shib- shib- I knew you would pick this as dialogue. It's Troilus and It is, yeah. As this was playing, I was like, I bet this is gonna be on scary noises.
0: <laughs> well you were um, right. And
1: the music um,
3: The music I've no idea. It was dong 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 it was a bit like that, wasn't it? Um close enough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Luke and I'm music. Guinea schmuck pussy it You finished yet? Not that
4: quite. Dildo, bird brain, bugger me, bitch. Bozo, fruit cake, motherfucking sissy. Wanker, yellow belly, hoe daddy weed. Penis, troll, chuckle head, mini. Fruit,
2: galoot, fake, hermaphrodite. I recognise it, but I don't know what from. Nah. Nah. No.
0: It's from the Greasy Strangler. Ah. Oh. So it's currently, with one to go, it's 6-3 to William and Bryony. Luke and Emily, you can draw level if you get both of these.
4: But I'm I'm such a huge fan of yours. I mean, I swear, you know, I've seen every one of your movies a million times, and I, I even love your dramatic roles and just everything. Six people left in the world. One of them is Bill. <laughs> I know that's not your middle name. I've been
2: watching. Yeah, Luke. Is it Zombie Land? of dialogue. It is. Um, um music. Right. So it's trauma. The music. I uh, will guess uh, that poultry guys.
1: Yeah, well
0: done. Oh, oh nice! nice. <laughs> F- Fat loads of chicken noises on that. Let's hear the whole thing.
4: <laughs> but I'm I'm such a huge fan of yours. I mean, I swear, you know, I've seen every one of your movies a oh, million times, and I, I even love your dramatic roles and just. <laughs> everything six people left in the world one of them is Bill <laughs> Marie, I know that's not your middle name but I've been watching you since I was like since I could masturbate I mean not that they're connected
0: so I want to take it back about uh low scores six all <laughs> well done <laughs> Shout out to a listener who's got in touch uh, That's Danny Slack from Manchester Who wrote to say that he loves the show Treats it like a book club Tripped over us a couple of years ago And is now a true horror convert uh, If that's the way you convert people to your cause Then the Jehovah's Witnesses are definitely doing it wrong I mean, how are we converting people with this rubbish? Anyway, I'm glad Something's worked
3: That's the second time that's happened, isn't it? Is it? Yeah Someone else is like, I never used to watch horror films and then I will start listening to your podcast. Oh, yeah, that's
0: true. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. amazing. Wow, good. We're good. We're good. We're good, guys.
1: We're good. How many people have stopped watching horror films because of this podcast?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk about that (laughs) list.
0: That's what most of the feedback is. (laughs) Uh, William, thanks for joining us. Uh, Where and when can people see and hear you in other settings and situations?
1: Uh, Cheers for having me. Um, On my social medias, I'm at It's William Stone. Where am I gigging at the moment? I'm in Oslo next week gigging, which is exciting. Blimey. Yeah, I'll be doing uh, Brighton Fringe next year. I'm doing Vault Festival as well. And I'll be doing Edinburgh Festival. So yeah.
0: The rest of us are off now to give our brains a good scrub down with soap and water. Might need something stronger. Next month, we're going to be joined by horror curator, producer, writer, Sampira Alfieri to talk black horror. She's picked Gandra and Hess as one of our features. And normally the winner of Scary Noises gets to pick the other one. But when it's a tie, that generally means I get to pick. So Ooh. let's see. Oh, let's do Black Devil Doll from Hell. <laughs> yeah. Let's fucking okay. do Black Devil Doll from Hell we're all thrilled by that <laughs> yeah my
5: favourite I'm favorite. just
3: looking there's so there's really good films on yeah here.
5: it's a cracking list actually
0: yeah. really, really good uh, so that's Gandra and Hess and Black Devil Doll from Hell next month join us for that in the meantime it's bye from us and thanks for listening